If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! I think it's important to know where you come from to know where you're going. Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and that's the voice of Associate Reva Brown. She's an interpreter and tour guide at the Nemours Estate and Gardens in Wilmington. Today, she'll help us connect the Nemours of yesterday and the DuPont family with the Nemours Children's Health System as we know it today. We'll also visit again with pediatric orthopedic surgeon Dr. Alfred Atanda, who, as a child, envisioned himself working with saws and chisels and hammers as a construction worker. Orthopedics, it turns out, has provided him with the same opportunity. And we'll take a peek into the life of an emergency department patient liaison, too. But first, let's travel back in time to 1909. That was the year construction began on a French classical mansion in Wilmington, 105 rooms, five floors, nearly 47,000 square feet. It's big. It was a gift from Alfred I. DuPont to his second wife, Alicia. They named it Nemours. Alicia lived there until her death in 1920, after which Mr. DuPont married a young woman named Jessie Ball. And that's where the connection between the mansion and today's health care system really begins. Interpreter and tour guide Reva Brown picks up the story from there. Alfred was always interested in helping others. And uh, he and Jesse, she also was interested in helping people. In his will, he actually wanted the Nemours Foundation to be created and the hospital to start to uh, be founded with the money that he would leave in his will. And the mansion was where um, Jesse was living. And continued to live for 50 years until her death in 1970. As community-minded and philanthropic as her husband, Jesse, in 1932, threw open the doors of the Nemours Mansion to the public to help raise funds to preserve another mansion, Stratford Hall, the historic Virginia home of one of her relatives, Confederate General Robert E. Lee. It was a first no one quite knew what to expect when the doors to the Nemours Mansion opened to the public for the first time. And they thought, oh, a few people will come. You know, maybe. We'll charge a $1.50. They'll tour the gardens and the, the main floor of the mansion. You know, we'll raise a little bit of money. But thousands showed up, and the fundraiser was wildly successful. That was the beginning of, hey, maybe people are interested in our lives. Alfred didn't keep the house, he said in his will, He was donating the house for something for the public's enjoyment. And so that's how the mansion became a museum. And when Jessie um, was writing her will, uh, she could live in the house until her death, which was 1970. She put in her will that she wanted all of the furnishings to stay with the mansion and that the mansion should become a museum. The other thing that happened in the will was that Alfred stipulated that he wanted the Numerous Foundation to be created to take care of the mansion and to start 
the Alfred I. DuPont Institute for Children. And it started right here on this property. It did. And this was their, all of this property that the hospital sits on belonged to Alfred I. DuPont and his wife. So we're the only mansion and hospital in the country that are on the same property. There's no other historic mansion or estate that has a hospital next door that's associated with it. Tell me about the connection that you have with the folks who work here in the hospital. Well, we are um, employees basically of the Nemours Foundation, so we are trained through the hospital system. We take our mandatories just like everyone else, and so we are connected in that way. Our education director, Annie, coordinates efforts between the hospital and the mansion to do programs for the children here. We've done cooking lessons with the children who were in the hospital who might not be able to get home for Christmas, and we've baked gingerbread from Alicia DuPont's recipe, and Annie does a lot of programming with the staff here at the hospital. We try to uh, support the hospital any way that we can. Children and families who are in the hospital, where the children are in the hospital, they, they are welcome to come with their families to the mansion to get a little respite from whatever they're dealing with here in the hospital. They're welcome on the grounds. They're welcome in the mansion. And we're, we're actually delighted to see them. You know, they walk over, and it's it's just really good. And, and some of the people have shared some of their stories with us. You know, like they tell us, my, my child's been in intensive care here or has many surgeries. or And so they're coming to the mansion to as a refuge. And that's actually how Alfred used the mansion as well. He was cut off from the powder mill by uh, his cousin. He was basically fired. You know, it was his family's business. He saved it. And and he at one point he was, you know, it was a, a takeover by his cousin. And he, so the mansion became his refuge. It remains so today. It does. It does for, for a lot of people who come and enjoy the beautiful grounds. We have guided tours or we have uh, self-guided tours. People come in and they just look around and we guides were stationed in different areas of the house and we greet them and we, you know, we'll say things like, welcome to the dining room, you know, (laughs) and we'll then start to tell them about why these things are here. Alfred collected a lot of uh, things and, and Alicia and Jesse, his third wife, that related to their families or had something to do with France because the family is originally from France. So we talk about the collections. We talk about the family and their history. Riva and her fellow associates are all about preserving and sharing the history of the mansion, the grounds, and the memory of the Alfred I. DuPont family. The roots, if you will, from which have grown not only the hospital and the healthcare system, but, she says, the overall Nemours culture. We're inspired, I guess, by Alfred I., he, he did everything right. He did everything to the best of his ability. And I think that kind of is is the way, I'm, I can't speak for all associates, but I think that there's a, there's a culture here that you want to do your best, you know, whether it's uh, for the children. And my three children have been patients here at Nemours. So everybody's always kind and thoughtful and trying their best to help the children here. And I've seen that. And that's the same culture over at the mansion. We're, we're professional, we're thoughtful, we help each other. What do you like best about being an associate 
at the mansion. I love sharing history. I love learning history of an area, of a family, whatever it is. I just love history, and I love sharing it. We get to share the history of Alfred I. DuPont and the formation of Nemours, the the foundation, as well as the estate. We get to walk around the grounds and share the beauty with others. And we get to talk. I love talking about the history, the funny or um, heartwarming or sometimes even tragic stories of the family, you know, because that as we move away from people who actually knew the family, you know, as we go further and further away in time, that's what makes this family come alive. You know, the reasons for starting the Nemours Foundation. Why did they want to start a hospital? Because there was a need. There, there really weren't many hospitals for children. And um, Mr. DuPont wanted to have a hospital where children who, given the opportunity, could be cured or could get better or strive for a better life. And just being part of that, you know, knowing that this was a groundbreaking hospital, ground, an idea to help others. You know, he was a, a philanthropist, as was his wife, Alicia, and, and his wife, Jessie, who Jessie really, um, this was her life work. She was 20 years younger than Mr. DuPont, and so she was a relatively young woman when he passed away. So for 50 years, she lived in the mansion by herself, and this became her life work. Why is it important for us to, as Nemours Associates, to connect back to the DuPont family and to kind of keep their vision in mind? I think that's always important to keep someone's vision in mind so you you do the right thing. You don't go off on some tangent. You know, you could ask yourself, what would Jesse do? What would Alfred do? Certainly things get tweaked as you go. But it's important to keep someone's mission in mind or, you know, and if the mission does change and does expand, that's important to keep the mission in mind, too. That way you know where you fit and how you can help support the mission. Reva Brown is an interpreter and tour guide with the Nemours Estate and Gardens in Wilmington, Delaware. As kids, we explore careers by dressing up as doctors or pretending to drive a truck or maybe taking our hairbrushes and singing like Madonna or Beyonce into our bedroom mirrors. Alfred Atanda thought his career would be in construction, and in many ways, it is. He doesn't build buildings, though. He's an orthopedic surgeon, so he helps build or rebuild people. This is his story. You know, going into medicine, I always like worked with, liked working with my hands. I actually always wanted to be a construction worker, believe it or not. I'm the youngest of seven kids, and we're immigrants. My family's immigrants immigrated from Ghana. And, uh, you know, when you come over here from Ghana, you have high hopes and aspirations for your kids. And not there's anything wrong with being a construction worker, but I think my mom wanted a little bit more for me. Um, and being good at science and all, I, I figured going into medicine would be good. And I've watched a couple of videos when I was in high school about orthopedics, and they use a lot of saws and hammers and chisels and things like that. And I immediately fell in love with it since I was 17. Um, and I did my training in medical school and residency. And then I realized kids, you know, they're a lot more fun to work with than adults. Adults tend to be very tough for various reasons. But kids, you know, they just want to get better. They just want to feel better. They don't want any pain. They want to be able to run around and play. 
So I felt like it was really rewarding to try to get them back to whatever sport or activity they decided to do. Even if they didn't play sports, I mean, all kids get hurt. So I always felt very good being able to restore that level of activity and, and making them pain-free and just letting them have fun and run around and do what they do. And there isn't really, there is a connection between construction workers and orthopedics oh, yeah. because you are building the bone it's, structure. We're like construction we workers for the body. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I always used to get fascinated watching um, houses being built in my neighborhood and starting with just like a little foundation and then just being erected into something that people live in. I always thought that was really cool. And, you know, I'm not building homes, but I feel like I'm kind of building lives because if you or anyone you've loved or, or know has ever been injured who is a big athlete, you know their their lives to them are, are kind of over, you know, when they can't play for that short duration of time. So to be able to intervene and improve their level of, of function and decrease their pain, get them back to whatever sport they play, it's actually very rewarding. And uh, I, as an athlete, I played soccer my whole life, so I, I know injuries and it's much harder emotionally and mentally to deal with injuries as opposed to physically. I mean, obviously they hurt, but it's the emotional side that's really, really tough for the kids. And and that's also how I try to kind of resonate with them. And, you know, I tore my, my own ACL about eight years ago. And every ACL patient that I operate on, I always tell them that. Like, you know, I know what you're going through physically, mentally, emotionally. I know it's hard, but we will see you through it and we will get you through it. So having that bond with with people that went through what I went through is very special for me. You don't do this in a vacuum. You are not one person doing the reconstruction or construction or repair for the young people that come into No Mores. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the people you work with, the fellow associates who make this possible. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm just a guy doing the surgery, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes that the patients may or may not get to meet. So I have a physician assistant that works directly uh, very close with me. Her name's Ashley Tucker. She actually was the physician assistant of the year. I've been with her for about six or seven years now. My athletic trainer, Caitlin Letty, is um, the head athletic trainer for sports medicine, so she works very closely with us as well. It's those two clinically, and then administratively is my secretary, Karen Hauser, who has uh, done a phenomenal job. So between the three of them, I could not be anywhere near as successful as I have been these past uh, nine years or so that I've been here because they're the ones that are really the front lines when moms and and dads are calling and trying to get their kids in and are worried and frantic. They're the ones that are bringing them in, getting their images, facilitating like the second and third opinions that we get. Um, Obviously, I do a a lot of the clinical work in the surgery, but uh, the initial triage of the patients and bringing them into the fray and bringing them into the service is really on the shoulders of those three, and um, they do a phenomenal job. And it's a lot of communicating, a lot of frantic parents, a lot of phone calls. Sometimes the parents may be upset, may be anxious, and it's those guys that really, really calm them down, put things into perspective for the families, and make my job a lot easier, to be honest with you. Dr. Alfred Atanda is an orthopedic surgeon at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington. And now let's take a trip south to the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. In early March, I met up with Janet Crossman, who is with the emergency department there. As a patient liaison, she is tasked with getting to know patients and their families and making certain that their health care and psychosocial needs are being met. She also has to understand Nemours' many and various resources and departments so that she can elevate any concerns a family might have to the associate who can address it on their behalf. 
She is the patient's voice within the vast Nemours system. It's a role that takes a great deal of patience, compassion, and diplomacy. But it's a job Janet enjoys and sees as intricate to the overall Nemours mission. Yet she's quick to point out that it is her team that makes her success possible. The people that I work with inspire me just to see their smile. They give to our patients and our family every day. I'm proud of to be part of their team, you know, and with a boss that I always smile, even though he has so much work and so much to do. I was, you know, happy and smile to everybody. I work with all the associates for the emergency department, and they're really an awesome team. I feel very blessed to work with them. I feel they support me as a patient liaison when they ask me for help, you know, for their patients and family. When they count on me, like, listen, you know, can you help me? I think it makes me feel good because they support my position and what I do in the department. One of the ways that I support them is that I coach individuals on how to work with um, patients and families who are going through difficult times or how openly to communicate with them while they're also providing them with care and support. I also check into my team frequently to see how they feel because I know it's in the healthcare is very stressful and they can feel drained pretty easily. So I like to make sure they're okay. My position, the way I see it, is not only about family and patients, but in my department, I see it more than a team or a family. I need to make sure they're okay. I know when somebody's sad, when somebody's upset, when something's not right. And I always tell them, you know, I see them, most of them like my kids. And, and I said, are you okay? Do you need something? Because I don't want them to make a mistake or maybe they don't look ha- maybe too happy and it's something else. And I don't want any family to just think that something's wrong, you know, it's with them. You know, so I just make sure, are you okay? And how can I coach them or help them, you know, to go through it so they can have a better day and the parents can have and families a great um, experience. Amongst your fellow associates, is there anyone you'd like to recognize for going above and beyond the call of, of daily call of duty? Well, we have two nurses um, that join our department as a new grad. Um, Eliani Torres and Kimberly Borges. This was their first job um, in the nursing field. Our team and I made sure that we provide them with the support and the guidance that they need uh, while they were new and still learning. I made sure that to keep up frequently to see if they need help or encouragement. Since joining our team, Eliani and Kimberly have become very involved not only with our department, but also with the hospital. I'm very proud of them. It has been an amazing um, being part of it, you know, of our team, you know, and to have them with us because they're amazing nurses. They just go above and beyond? They go above and beyond, yes. Even though they're new to the field. And they were new to the field, yes. That's why we like to recognize them because they were new grads. What's the best professional advice you have ever received? Well, you know, I have been very lucky um, enough to have great mentors. My mentor have taught me how to communicate with people and provide the best customer service. And um, besides um, just customer service, I was taught um, early on that we need to treat everyone with love and respect. 
and treat them like they are just the biggest, like your biggest concern. You never know how a positive interaction uh, with a person could impact their life. I love my job. I see the, the patients like my own kids. I see their families like my own family. And I really, I really love being part of their, um, of their story. I love having the opportunity to be able to help them, to comfort them, and encourage them. My least favorite part of my job is seeing people receiving difficult news. And I feel sad when that, you know, when that happens, because I'm there to comfort them, to support them, and I have to be the, the rock. This always gives me the chance to help them through the difficulty and comfort them. Janet Crossman is a patient liaison in the emergency department of the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. So there you have it, another edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. We thank you for listening, and I want to thank Peter Adebi, Deborah Griffin, J.L. Pocket, and Jackie Williams for their production assistance. We'd all love to get your feedback on the podcast. In fact, if you have some great stories to tell, and I have a feeling you do, send your ideas to podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. We're doing remote interviews these days, so reach out, podcast at Nemours.org. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast today on your favorite podcast app, or simply ask your smart speaker to play the Champions for Children podcast. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for being with us on the Nemours Champions for Children podcast, and thank you for all you do. (laughs) 